Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn. David, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. David, I love today's topic. When when you sat down and said, here's the title for today's episode, I got all excited. But I do want to give parents a very quick warning that if you're in the car and your kiddos are listening, or if you're cooking dinner and your kiddos are listening, or wherever you may be and your kiddos are listening, um, you might want to pop in the earbuds or click pause and come back to us later. Not because the topic's anything bad, but we certainly don't want to be spoilers because today's topic is, am I lying by telling my child the tooth fairy is real? And I just smiled when, when you said it, and I thought, this is a question I certainly want to know the answer to. And I just want to ask the question immediately, am I lying by telling my child... <laughs> The no. fairy is real? No. That's what you, I want to hear. You no. are not. No, you are not. And I hope that brings relief. And that could be the tooth fairy, the Santa Claus, uh, uh, the Easter bunny. It's not. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story of how this all came about. So my my son lost a tooth. My, my son is in kindergarten. He lost a tooth. His older sister asked, she, she actually asked my wife, she said, Mom, is the tooth fairy real? And Ellen looked like a deer in headlights. I mean, she had got caught and just kind of looked. And, and so, I mean, just wisdom. She said, well, what do you think? And my daughter immediately went into, well, I know she's real because my friend, I can't remember, Sadie said that she saw her at night. And that, and so we know that she's real. You know, and I think what's interesting about that is that happens a lot, right? What exactly. happens when our kids ask, is Santa real? Is the, you know, does the Easter bunny really hide eggs? And they can leave us, those questions can leave parents feeling really uneasy about your ethics. But there is good news, and that is that you are not lying. Uh, there is a, a developmental psychologist by the name of Dr. Rosemarie Truglio, and she had said that. When we actually act as if and, and as as if Santa is real, the tooth fairy is real, we're entering into our child's world to make belief and imaginary play. And by doing that, we're creating really important bonds with our children in sharing these imaginary magical tales. And so I encourage parents to to do this while our children is young. The the sad part of that is that it's not going to last forever. Research reveals that that those who do engage in imaginary play and have imaginary companions have actually higher levels of creativity. They feel better about themselves. They have better relationships with friends. But again, these don't last forever. So most of these children try to tend to grow out of this stage around the age of nine. And so there are some important things that we need to remember. Well, and I think, like, just as you said, that parents do wrestle with this. I know that we've kind of wrestled with it at our house. And um, as you know, and for those that listen um, fairly often, that we have two kiddos with seven full years between them. So we definitely have been able to extend the Tooth Fairy Santa Claus <laughs> Easter Bunny in in our house. But it was really neat as our as our son got older and kind of, you know, when he would naturally kind of grow out of 
the tooth fairy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, It was right when his little sister was just kind of beginning to learn about Mm -hmm. the tooth fairy and Santa and the Easter bunny. And it was so neat to watch his development because it was imagination, as you just said, that he got to play with her too. But again, that's, you know, there's, there's pros and cons of having big gaps between your kiddos. That's one of the pros, right? Is that, is that it was, it was neat to kind of watch him go from being part of the imaginary play or the recipient of the imaginary play to being part of the the other part of the imaginary play. Well, and that's the, the best part of this is that it shouldn't it shouldn't die at that age of nine, that we could keep that alive. So as our children grow, I mean, I still my favorite time of year is Christmas. I mean, I and I decorate and I have wholehearted. I believe in Santa, you know. What I mean, and I am Santa, so I get that, right? Like th- there is this need f- to keep it alive. But one of the things, so there, there are three tips, and that was that was one of the ones that I wanted to say is that we need to keep it alive once they've moved past this. We got to keep that spirit alive because it is important for them to feel that way and just such memory making. The other thing is listen closely. You know, when I think back about that example I gave, my wife didn't respond. And the way that she did, she was listening for maybe Eve isn't ready for the whole truth. Right. Maybe just little pits. And so to understand some of the reasons what's driving that question. And so it's, you know, you're told never answer a question with a question. But I'm going to say in this case, that's a good thing to do and ask back. So why why is that? What What is it you want to know? And, and they'll begin to show more of their cards and share with you more of the reasoning behind the question, which may allow you to just simply answer short bits, and just give just enough to what they need in the moment. I am going to say that as our son got a little bit older, we did let the tooth fairy go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We're like, now, don't tell your sister this, but, you know, that whole getting up at night, and <laughs> like, we did let the tooth fairy go. Well, hopefully you won't lose any more teeth in adulthood either. So. Yeah. yeah, he now has all of his adult teeth, so he's good. That's good. That's good. The other thing would be learning the truth can be hard, and so— even when your child is old enough to realize that Santa's not real, it can be a sad realization. And so be prepared for big emotions. There can be a lot of sadness in there. There could be some anger. And, and so understanding that that's, it's really hard for adults to, to take heavy information and consider your children in that, right? And once they do come to that realization and they have experienced those, we want to help them make sure that they're not ruining it for other children. Right. right? And that was going to be the question that I was getting ready to ask you next, that, you know, some kids, kids do come to this realization earlier than other children. And then there's, there are also other kiddos that, you know, maybe, maybe they've not had Santa and the Easter Bunny just, just because of, you know, that parents share differently or they celebrate differently or whatever, whatever it may be. So how do you kind of mitigate all that because kiddos talk at school. There's a lot of talking that goes on in school. You know, and I think it's just that. I think I think possibly the way that you you handled the situation, and that's just letting them know that this is important. This is fun. I think reminding them when children have a good experience and have that excitement of the Easter Bunny and Santa and the Tooth Fairy coming, that it when they have that experience, it's easy for you to say, now you wouldn't want somebody to ruin that for you. They Children can understand that. So I think playing it that way of like, this is a special time. This is, there's only one time in life where you get to experience this type of enjoyment to let that be real for them and not be the ones that kind of squash that. So just, I think helping them understand the importance of how that feels and then helping and asking them not to, 
to ruin that for others. And I know when our little girl has asked questions of, you, you know, well, maybe so-and-so Santa doesn't come to their house or, you know, so-and-so said that the Easter Bunny's mm-hmm. not real, that we've just had a conversation about that everyone celebrates differently mm-hmm. and that, you know, well, Santa does come to our house and she just seems to accept that, at least her right now. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see as she, gets a, as she gets a little bit older and a little bit more inquisitive. But I also know that, you, you know, with all the holidays and fun and imagination that both our kiddos really kind of enjoy it. And so Mm -hmm. therefore I think that, you know, they'll continue to enjoy it as they age as well. Well, and that's important. And I hope that they do because it is a magical time. Yeah. Thank you so much, David. I, like I said, at the very beginning, when you, when you sat down and and told me today's topic, I thought this is, this is going to be a lot of fun to discuss. So I appreciate you being here and helping us walk through some of the difficult questions our kiddos can ask. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.